0: Let's get nuts. What's happening, everyone? All right, where's the music? Sorry, there it is. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Film Junkie Live on your Wednesday, your hump day. Good to see you guys, of course. Oh, man. Sometimes I'm like, wait, is it Wednesday? It is Wednesday. It definitely is. So good to see you guys. How we doing? Where's the sub button? Make sure you guys subscribe to the channel if you're watching this, of course, later. Subscribe, subscribe. There it is. That's what I'm looking for right there. Got lots to talk about tonight. Go through some tweets when it comes to talking about some things. And, of course, we're going to be talking about this new article that came out when it came to uh, Warner Brothers and... Some of the things that Zazzy Pants is doing that, uh, you know, I mean, obviously we disagree with Zazzy Pants with, when it comes to certain things, but, you know, there's some things that you might agree with them when it comes to certain things, at least. I don't know. We'll go over that article, of course, and then, uh, and then talk about, you know, when it comes to DC Studios and, of course, Max. And then, yeah, we got Joe Meganello. What the hell? him doing his thing and then of course Dune and then and all the MCU stuff and uh, well there's not that many people out there in the chat right now so we'll say hi to uh, oh I should probably hit that we'll say hi to uh, James right here wow what a mess they should start a GoFundMe yeah they might need that right there we got Zach P right here you think uh, they're gonna sell to Paramount so Zaslav is doing a Mitt Romney approach is he gonna run for president in 2028 hey I wouldn't put it past him Uh, Let's see, we got uh, Mr. Jason right here, Mr. Fear Jason, good to see you, buddy. Uh, Eric, you know, personally, I personally think we've uh, had enough studios buying each other a little while, you know. It's always going to happen. It's all about competition and all that stuff, man. And we got Ryan right here, good to see you, buddy. All right. And then we got Cortez, what's happening? Well, these movie studios aren't what they used to be. Uh, the times really are shifting, yeah. The times, they are a-changing. I mean, it's true. You're not wrong about that. You're definitely not wrong about that. And, Chase, uh, Mr. McKenzie, you're awesome, man. Thank you for uh, helping out the pirate ship, as per usual. Thank you for the uh, the super chat right there. You're awesome. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. I, I, if I had something, I would raise my glass up to you. I'll raise one up for you on the, on the vodka stream, for sure. But thank you. Much appreciated. Every little bit helps, of course. And thank you for that one. We got JD McGray right here. What's up, Dave? Hope your week's been good. You know, it's been, you know, it's been a week. <laughs> Just trying to keep busy. That's for sure. Game City Savior. Good to see you. Max Wolf Night Danger. Hey, Dave, what up? I'm doing good. We were this close to the new Batman Beyond anime. Oh, yeah, we'll talk about that. But WB said no and still can't believe Rachel Ziggler got the award. I know. I know. Ziggler. Yeah. I know. That that action. Yeah, she got the uh if anybody wanted to remember, she got the what uh the act uh, what was it for 2023 she got best action star award. And it's like, uh yeah, really? Now over Tom Cruise and uh, Keanu Reeves? Okay, something's a little there, but it's a people's choice. What could he do? You know, it is the people's choice award, so yeah, anyways, all right guys, let's go ahead and get to it. I forgot to pull up. Alright, let's just scroll through some things here. We won't scroll through everything. Uh, of course, but uh let's see. Alright, let me get to a little point here. Uh man, baseball is almost starting. Cannot wait for that. Again, Mr. McKenzie, thank you, sir. Thank you so much for for that one. Alright. Um, let's see, where are we gonna start off here? I'm like going through, going through the tweets. Okay, we're gonna start off right here. We're gonna start off. I'm gonna go in order and scroll kind of up right now, but the Beatles. The Beatles. Apparently, the reason why we really haven't gotten a good Beatles biopic is because there's been some kind of like rights issue. Obviously, it's the Beatles. The Beatles are huge. You know, let's face it, even John Lennon said they're bigger than Jesus at one point. But yeah, when it came to the Beatles, You know, it's kind of interesting that we haven't really got like a really definitive like biopic, but apparently they're going to be uh, doing well. A Beatles cinematic universe. That's right. I'm sure some of you guys saw this right here. Four separate biopics. Four separate biopic films are in the works about each member of the Beatles to all release in theaters 2027. Sam Mendez will direct each film which will be intersected stories, one from each band member's point of view. Wow! What the f- Huh? Okay. That's cool. That's different. Four films from John. Paul, George, and Ringo, they're different perspectives, all released in the same year. Wow. Okay, if you're going to do a Beatles biopic, that's the way to do it, and that's really different. And I guess they're going to start, you know, they got to start now. I mean, we're in 2024. That's three years to make four films. That's pretty amazing right there. Sam Mendes, obviously, you know, did James Bond and forgot what else he's done to be honest (laughs) it's like off the top of my head i can't remember but that's a very unique way to do it with the different perspectives and then we see the i just wonder how they're gonna space how are they gonna space the movies are they gonna do one in each quarter like we're gonna have one in the first quarter second quarter third quarter fourth quarter kind of thing of the year that is pretty interesting right there i like it though i like that i like that a lot to be honest It's just, it's something different. It's something unique. And why not? And good on Sam Mendes for doing that. Now, I'm sure we're probably going to hear about the casting of the four, you know, the four next. But yeah, way to do that. That's pretty interesting and different. I like that. So yeah, I saw that. I was like, okay. That's okay. Oof. And then, yes, guys, I will not be watching this movie. (laughs) Ugh. Your biggest fear just got bigger. Nope. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not going to watch this movie Sting, which is, you know, obviously there's a big spider right there. No way I'm watching that. And speaking of big things, uh, I mean, obviously we're going to be talking about the uh, the reviews of Dune Part 2. But man, <laughs> it's just kind of funny how, I mean, Joey right here, of course, made the joke about the, uh, the popcorn bucket. And that's what it looks like. It's the, a big, huge popcorn bucket right behind them. I thought that was pretty funny right there. That's something from, uh, uh, you know, some, some Forbes magazine right here. And now we're going to talk about some, uh, Superman legacy because we're all anxiously here. You know, when it comes to Superman legacy, we were all kind of going like, oh, that table read that's supposed to be happening in Atlanta. Are we going to get something from that? Are we going to get some more information? Well, apparently we're getting that. And of course, somebody actually, how do these people do it? I don't know how they do it, but apparently somebody spotted Nicholas Holt, at the airport arriving in Atlanta. So here's the video right here. Just right there, just walking. Yep, up, 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 up. What's going on with that? Has he already shaved his head and it's already growing back? But apparently, yes, that was Nicholas Holt right there. What? And then even James Gunn, when somebody asked him on threads, that, uh, is Nicholas Holt, has he shaved his head? James Gunn, of course, answered yes, he has shaved his head, so... There's your your Superman Legacy update. That's pretty much it. There's one other thing that we'll talk about, of course, when it comes to Superman Legacy. But, you know, one thing when it comes to where a shooting location, I should say, but, you know, at least there, you know, I just don't know how somebody actually spotted that. I mean, it's these papar. I guess it's the paparazzi that did that. It's like, how did you know that that, uh, you were just waiting at the Atlanta airport and seeing if these actors just show up? It's pretty kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. Some of the lengths and the waiting they have to do—it's like a stakeout, I guess you could say. But yeah, that's uh, Nicholas Holt, right, right there with a freshly shaven head. Uh, That's—I oh, guess his, uh, his his hair's just growing back. So, oh man. And then we got this video right here. <laughs> All right, Stephen Amell. Stephen Amell was at—I'm not sure exactly where he was at which I apologize for, but this is on someone's TikTok. Starlord Ziggy posted this right here. But Stephen Amell, he's been asked about the DCU before at other conventions, and he's expressed that he would actually join the DCU if he were asked to join, you know, James Gunn and all that stuff. But he had a little bit of a different tone. This time around, when it came to some, when it comes to somebody like asking him about joining the DCU or what his thoughts are on the DCU, a little bit of a dis- diff- different tone, a little bit of, dare I say, sour grapes, maybe I don't know. But here's what he had to say right here: I see a lot of announcements from about about DC and about the DC Extended Universe and about what they're going to do with the movies. Do you know what? You know what I would prefer? content. Like, I don't think anyone has ever gone to an IMAX to watch a press conference. Or to, like, read Twitter. It's like, great, awesome, I'm glad you guys have all of these plans. Shut up. And go execute them. Yeah, Steven, that's kind of what they're doing right now. Am I wrong about that? I mean, that that is what they're doing. He's not wrong. It's like, yeah, announce it and then do it. And it's kind of what's happening right now. And it's funny, too, because when I posted that, I had a lot of people going like, he's not wrong. I said, yeah, he's not wrong, but that's what they're doing right now. But, you know. I, made the, I did make the joke. I'm like, someone got turned down for a role. And I was like, geez, did did he have like a meeting with somebody and it didn't go well? And not to mention Stephen Amell, you know, during the strikes, let's face it, he, be, he, he became disliked, if you remember that, because he kind of just um, pushed against all the, the strikes that were happening to the point where he didn't even show up to picket with the cast of Arrow. He showed up to the New York one and they were at the uh, the LA one. That was pretty funny when that all happened. Seems like, you know, when it comes to Stephen Mill, some people just don't like him. But yeah, okay, understandable, okay? Um, they announce things, which happens all the time. There's a lot of announcements. Yes, I get it. The fanboy inside me, and of course doing this, I'm all I'm all like, oh yeah, yeah, feed me something, perfectly fine. But there really was just like one big announcement when it came to the DCU, and now they're executing it. Now they're trying to get all those pieces in, you know, because it takes time. You know, obviously a lot of people would want some instant gratification. You just announce something, and then all of su- a sudden it's there. Maybe AI is going to create something like that. I don't know. But uh, but maybe he's also, I mean, he did say DC Extended Universe, so maybe he's just seen all the stuff in the past and it never came to fruition, which, you know, disappointed some of us, a lot of us. But uh, yeah, it was just kind of funny, though. I was like, okay, Steven, we get it. There's an announcement. I mean, how many of the announcements have there been when it comes to at least, like, videos? I mean, there's just been that one major announcement that happened over a year ago, and then now they're I mean we're about to go in production, so it's just kinda how the way things work, I guess. So anyways, and then this is what I was talking about right here. When it came to uh, Superman Legacy, they're going to be filming in Cleveland, Ohio, the birthplace of Superman. Wait a minute. I thought he was born on Krypton. <laughs> Zing. Superman Legacy. Apparently, there's going to be um, like an $11 million like tax thing that they get. They're going to be able to do that. Uh Part of the, uh, part of the agreement was, uh, there's going to be like a tax break or something when it comes to them shooting in Ohio. So that's pretty cool. I like that. So, yeah. So that was, um, something that was revealed like, oh, okay. Superman legacy is going to be, um, to be shot where, you know, obviously where, uh, Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster went to high school. So that's pretty sweet. Ugh. Ugh. All right. I got to show my face right here before we talk about this because this is what everybody was talking about man it's just like ah, uh, i almost want to uh, you almost want to just uh, huh. you know if i had a pencil i'd break it because huh. batman beyond batman beyond Why has there not been a Batman Beyond movie yet? Remember a while back? There was a while back. It was probably, it was over five years ago because I was not living in my current place that I live right now. But over five years ago, there was a rumor that after Into the Spider-Verse came out, Warner Brothers had the idea, and I think this was actually one of, it was like a Hamada type of idea, that they wanted to do a similar type of movie as Into the Spider-Verse with Batman Beyond. I forgot there was like scoopers talking about it. I think there might have been even some art back then, but there was something that they were going to do an animated Batman Beyond. It maybe would incorporate different versions, of course, just like into the Spider-Verse. They would incorporate that into Batman Beyond and have different versions of Batman within the movie. And then we heard about... When they got Michael Keaton back, and I kept hearing, too, that part of the agreement of getting Michael Keaton back for The Flash, they were going to do a Batman Beyond movie with him as Bruce Wayne, which that seems like the idea they should have done in the first fucking place. They should have done that first. Just... Just had it, I don't know, just to me, as much as I enjoyed The Flash, I still think that they should have just went the route of just bringing Michael Keaton back to do a Batman Beyond type of movie. And then there was like a rumor that Batgirl was going to be kind of like that movie where he was like, you know, he was just passing it down to her instead of, you know, there was all kinds of stuff, but... And then, you know, when it comes to, you know, Mr. Moulin-Yuv, Mr. Denai Moulin-Yuve, which I always say his name wrong, you guys know, obviously the Dune director and Blade Runner and all that stuff. When he made Blade Runner, I remember I made a video of like, he should do a Batman Beyond. If he was going to do, coming into the superhero world, have him do a Batman Beyond type. But apparently there was a pitch that happened like five months ago, six months ago or something like that for an animated Batman Beyond movie. And here's some of the uh, concept art right here. It says right here, concept art from a pitched Batman Beyond animated movie by director Patrick Harpin and P.D. Yuki Demers. You know, they crossed the Spider-Verse so they know what they're doing. Before we pitched, they warned us there is absolutely no way we can do a Batman Beyond a Beyond movie. But they loved our enthusiasm. We pitched the outline for the entire film, and what started as a never turned into a maybe. Look at these beautiful drawings right here. Oh, my God. Oh, look at that. Look at that with the title. Oh, my God. Everything right there. And then that shot right there. Ha! come on but it said maybe they said maybe there's a maybe there that's the thing fingers toes eyes balls crossed that that maybe turns into something but but right now it's just you know we're going to be talking about it right now it's it just seems like Warner Brothers Discovery, DC Studios, yeah, they're pinching every penny. They don't have the money to kind of like fund something like that. Even though it's an animated film and it could be cheaper, it's still going to cost money. But maybe after everybody just, it trended. It did all that stuff. Maybe that'll help get it out there. I don't know. Green light Batman Beyond, hashtag. Maybe we should start that one right there. But, oh, it would have been so beautiful and so awesome, man. Ah, jeez. But, you know, we'll see. And then there's this. <laughs> Who wants to see Zack Snyder's Justice League in IMAX? Well, I already did, but, you know, I would gladly see it again. But if it's the Justice's Gray version, well, sign me the fuck up and then get that on a Blu-ray as well. Sign me the fuck up. Well, we'll I don't know if this, take this with a grain of salt. Who knows what the source is, but uh, I'm sure you guys saw this floating around yesterday physical media president warner brothers is considering imax and justice's grave for zack snyder's justice league on physical media by the way that's an awesome poster right there that is a very awesome poster i like that poster i don't think i've seen that poster before but i really like that i really like that huh what source anything what the hell see that's the thing it's like you see that and you just kind of go like, oh, well, where's this information coming from? You're just going to tweet something like that. And obviously that's going to, that tweet's going to be, you're making the rounds. It's, it's at um, a quarter of a million views that it's been seen. And everybody in the Snyder community is like, "Ah, uh, Yeah. So then I was thinking, I was like, okay, could they actually do that? And some people were like, they're desperate for money. I'm like, yeah, I mean, that could be part of it. But at the same time, if they release it in IMAX, it's going to be limited. It's not gonna be like worldwide or something like that because that costs a bunch of money to do that. But the physical media part, well, that's kind of cool. It's like, yeah, release it. Who knows? I mean. This could very much just be BS, I don't know. I would like it to be true because I would love to see it again in IMAX and specifically see the gray version. I would definitely, like if there were screenings, I'd see it twice. So maybe it's gonna happen, I don't know, take it with a grain of salt, but that was floating around yesterday. Oh man, can you imagine, can you imagine? And I can imagine this for sure. I know, it should be like an Elseworlds. Hello, Ace, good to see you. Good to see you. How you guys feeling about that possibility right there? Huh? How you guys feeling? Yeah. Oh, there's Fabian, my favorite, my favorite person, Fabian. Uh, James Gunn shouldn't run Elseworlds. I don't think, well, nobody's running Elseworlds. I, I think Elseworlds is just there for just a couple of things and that's it. The animation will have legs? Yeah, probably will. Will they only release it in place uh, with a lot of Snyder fans? Um, I don't know. I, they probably would just release. If they were to release that in IMAX, it would only be get released. It would get released in, um, in uh, like the big markets. It'd probably just get released in like New York and L.A. It wouldn't be all over the place. Like, again, it would just be in certain markets. So, hey, Miss Jackson. Sorry, uh, I just saw you right there. Good to see you. Thank you for the $5 super chat. I know I want that Batman Beyond movie as well but uh you know like i don't know i don't care which version i mean obviously it seems like the whole like the, the keaton live action that ain't happening anymore and i'm now i'm just like okay can we do the the animated one hey you could do an animated one voiced have keaton voice have keaton voice bruce wayne how about that that'd be pretty sweet let's change that cancel james gunn and matt reeves stuff wow fourth uh just wants everything canceled he's a cancel guy all right, that's whatever. Now I don't think I don't want them to cancel uh, anybody's stuff. Now, we've done that before, and that doesn't work either. Jurassic World. Well, thank God! Because if you guys remember, when it comes to this fourth Jurassic World movie, seventh Jurassic Park movie, that they were gonna, they were looking at and meeting with David Leitch, and we talked about that a couple of weeks ago, I was going, you know what, David Leitch, he's a big action, over-the-top action director, I'm not sure if he's gonna fit when it comes to a Jurassic World, and sure enough, those talks went flat because of creative differences, but now, apparently, they got somebody, somebody really good. And you guys have all saw saw this right here, right? Gareth Edwards, baby. That's right. Gareth Edwards apparently has been brought on to direct the new Jurassic World movie. Thank. Ah, good job. Good job with this one. That's what I'm talking about. Monsters? Watch that movie if you haven't seen it yet and and go to the behind the scenes and watch interviews with him and how he created some of that. Of course, Godzilla 2014, which when it comes to the new movies, when it comes to Godzilla and all that, that's the best one. In my opinion, I think that's the best one. And then, of course, you have the creator that came out last year, which was phenomenal when it came to... The core of the story and the VFX, I mean, yeah, there's some things about the script that might have been like, okay, could have cut some things here. But at the same time, Jesus Christ, this is perfect right here. And a lot of people were expressing that. When this information came out there, a lot of people were going, yes, this is the guy. This is definitely the guy when it comes to this. David Leitch, nothing against him. I want him to make Bullet Train too. but Garrett Edwards, this is the guy right here. And with David Coep writing the script, I think this could be a match made in heaven. So thank God for that. Oh, man, I was like, okay. All right. Let's see what else we got here that I wanted to talk about. And pretty much everything that's when it comes to the topics. Apparently, there's like a new uh, Deadpool and Wolverine trailer that's been rated. It's in the runtime is a minute and 34 seconds. That doesn't, I, I, I to, to me, that just sounds like a shorter version of the, uh, of the other trailer, so. Oh, yeah, there's this, and it's kind of funny. Well, well, this sucks. It sucks in a certain way because one of my most anticipated movies that was on my top 10 list was Ballerina, the spinoff for John Wick, with uh, starring Ana de Armas, That was supposed to be coming out this year. We didn't have an actual release date, but I was like, okay, it's coming out. I'm looking forward to seeing where they take the franchise because I love the John Wick franchise. But now it's not coming out till next year. (laughs) What? But we got a Crow movie, and it's funny because I just watched The Crow. What was it, last week? And yeah, last week, and I just watched The Crow, the Brandon Lee version, the first one, of course. And I love that movie so much. The tone of that movie is just absolutely spectacular and i know it's very 90s but still it just really worked you know what alex what proyas Ployus, whatever his name is really did with that movie you know there's something special but when it comes to the new one i'm a little worried i'm not gonna lie but yes ballerina dances into summer of 2025 as the crow swoops into john wick's june 2024 release date yeah you know, and remember, this has got, what, Bill Skarsgård, Skarsgård, Sarsgård? I always get those people, all the the brothers mixed up and whatnot. But yeah, some people, you know, it's kind of funny when I posted that, I had people in my mentions go, Jesus Christ, I forgot about the Crow remake. And I went, yeah, it's still a thing. Apparently, they just shot it, and I think they've already, that yeah, it's all been completed, it's all ready to go. I'm curious for that first trailer, but I don't know. Like, to me, again, I'm just like... When it, comes to, when it comes to a remake of that beautiful movie that was made with Brandon Lee and the, the tone of all that, uh, I just really hope that they could really capture something like that again. I, I worry about it, but I'm I'm curious. I'm curious. And then hey, some directors got together and bought the West World the Westward, the Westwood Village Theater. That's right. So apparently they were going to be, like, selling off this stuff, and especially with everything that's happening in Hollywood right now. But, yes, 35 filmmakers came together to save and buy the Westwood Village Theater. And, obviously, there's a group shot right here of everybody, which is cool. Good to see everybody, like, right there. And then, you know, obviously Steven Spielberg right in the middle. Hey, look at that guy back there. And then Todd Phillips is even there. Christopher Nolan's there, too. Look at that. But, Yeah we got some people, we got some Seth Rogen, Chloe Zhao, J.J. Abrams, Damon Chazelle, Guillermo was also, Christopher McQuarrie, Ryan Coogler was part of it, James Gunn, of course. And then, yes, here's a description right here when it comes to saving this movie theater. The theater will showcase many artifacts from directors' personal collections, including props and film prints. Cinema has always been the place where filmmakers and moviegoers meet, and I'm thrilled to be collaborating with so many of my favorite directors on a space that will show what the future of film exhibition can be. That was Christopher Nolan's quote right there. You love to see that. You love to see that. They all love film, and they all came together to make sure that uh, that it wasn't going to go anywhere, and then they're going to put props and artifacts and all this stuff i can't wait i'm gonna i'm gonna definitely visit this spot when it's all said and done so that's cool gotta love that all right um how we feeling about this because obviously i love it when especially nowadays when we have concept artists yes they could utilize ai as tools that that create some of these concepts but it is kind of cool to see like people like designing Costumes like uh, on Monday, I talked about the Superman legacy costumes and how somebody actually really just made a cool little version of the Flesher type of Superman costume, which is cool. But somebody, this came across my feed, and they go by the name of Jackson Dur Fan Concept, made a DCU Batman concept that kind of brings a lot of the other bat suits and kind of puts it all into into one. And this is what it looks like. Whoa. I really dig this. And it's got the white eyes, too. Now, obviously, there's no person in the costume, but I just thought this looked really sleek and really cool. I like the big utility belt with the big pouches. I like the big bat going. It's like 3D-like, and it goes into the crease of the freaking bat cleavage right there. It's gray. It's black. The mask, you know, the the cow looks kind of Keaton-esque cow with a little bit of bale cow in there. I was like, okay. All right, not too shabby, not too shabby. So I actually really like this concept. God knows what it's going to be like, but I really dug it. I really dug it. And then finally, guys, before we start jumping into things, how are we feeling about the... Okay, let me turn that down. Oh, I was like wondering what that noise was. Thank you. Hey, thank you, Lisa. You're awesome. Thank you for gifting some things out there right there appreciate that so we got some new members and then of course you know if you guys want to uh, be part of the members we'll do a members only stream right after this so thank you Lisa for doing that and then welcome new members whoever who got them let's see we got Eric we got Daniel we got Marcus we got Gilmore and we got Jimmy so thank you Lisa you're awesome you are awesome high five to you really appreciate that but how are we feeling about borderlands here? Okay, so we got the new trailer Ugh. that just came out right here uh, i'm not going to do a reaction i already watched it I already you know watched it and took it in and i asked people on twitter like what are, how are they feeling about this now i've never played borderlands i've never played the game and I heard that there's some production troubles when it came to this movie. They started shooting this movie in 2021. That's right. I mean, obviously the pandemic had something to do with it, but they started shooting this thing a, a while ago. Now, watching this right here, holy shit, does it give me Guardians of the Galaxy vibes. Wow, does it give me Guardians of the Galaxy vibes. I, I mean, you got the needle drop, you got the the, the group, you got everything like that. It just, it just gives me Guardians vibes big time, just Big time Guardians vibes, and thank you. We got some more. Lisa, you're you're on a roll right now. Jay's give him five more, and welcome Bats, Bat Dog, Agaroo, One Six Shape. Thank you for gifting those out, and then Johnny, Johnny Dome right there, Johnny Dome Studios. Much appreciated, Lisa. You are awesome. I appreciate that. So watching this, I'm like, all right, the cast seems fine. I love Cate Blanchett. I've always had a crush on C- Cate Blanchett. She just she ages like a fine wine, in my opinion. Same with Jamie Lee Curtis. She's part of this, too. Uh, Kevin Hart, I'm kind of sick of. There was Bobby Lee. I like Bobby Lee. but uh, And then, of course, it has the, uh, the girl who was in Barbie. Her right there. I can't remember her name. And then Jack Black is voicing that little robot right there. So... When it comes to this trailer, like I said, it just gave me like big time Guardians of the Galaxy vibes. But, you know, I'm going to read some of the comments that I had underneath uh, underneath this right here when it came to Twitter. RJ says, looks like Borderlands, cringy humor and all LOL. Whoa. It'll probably be good in August since it's typically a month of more experimental, risky blockbusters. That's pretty cool. Mr. Ben Everett said, they understood the assignment. I'm definitely watching this. It gives me the Dungeons and Dragons vibe. It's going to be good, but probably not many will watch it. Yeah, I mean, it could be that. Dungeons and Dragons was great. Uh, Brandon Talks movies. It looks better than I expected. It does have the Guardians, James Gunn feel to it. Yes. I'm more curious about it now. Uh, Clay Talion says it's a bastardization of the game with a cast who are all way too old or too short, Kevin Hart, to be playing their characters. All right. So that was not a, uh, a stellar review. Uh, Mr. Mask of Shy says, why are the girls so old? Don't say that. You're canceled. Were they trying to do something like Hook? Maybe. Mr. Jason McKenzie said, as a huge fan of the games playing Borderlands 3 on PC at the moment, it doesn't look as gritty as I would have hoped and sounds a little too lighthearted and jokey. And apart from Jamie Lee Curtis, I'm not totally sold on casting. Alec Azu said they understood the essence of the game. I think it will be a fun movie. Red Rum said not hyped after the trailer But who knows? Jake said, Jack Black convinced me there at the end. Andrew Nathan said, very on brand to what the game is. I like the trailer. I see the comparisons to James Gunn's movies. But the game style predates that. But I understand the comparison. So yeah, not so a lot of people were getting the Guardians vibes like I was getting. I mean, I immediately was like, yeah, this feels just like a Guardians movie. But I'll give it a shot. Let's see what it's like. It's coming out in August. So yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. I I dig it. I'll I'll give it some vibes right here. How are we feeling about this, huh? Kevin Hart is boring. <laughs> yeah, but you like Kate too, Lisa. There you go. Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis in there. Nope, not Jamie Lee Curtis. Why are they so old? <laughs> RJ is everywhere. Older lands. Wait, Guardians started action. No, no, it just gave me those vibes. I mean, the needle drop and everything like that, Azteca. So that's all. They were trying to do something like Cocoon. So the movie, so is the movie Borderlands 4, essentially? Maybe it's something like that. Guardians didn't do it first. Okay, I get that, but it was giving me the vibes. I get that you probably hate those movies and probably blame them for ruining cinema, Azteca. I'm just saying. That's the vibes that it got from the trailer, all right? Good Lord. I'm still watching Jason okay hey we got hey Enosh is here Mr. Point Dexter what is going on sir it doesn't matter what RJ says (laughs) okay yeah some of the characters are severely miscast ah okay so there you go see like again I can't really say much because I'm not I I, I didn't really play the game so I don't have you know I don't have input I don't have that much input alright let's get to the main topic at hand here (sighs) Oh, Zaslav putting that sale sign that for sale sign on the Warner Brothers water tower wouldn't be the first time. Right. But yes, apparently, uh, you know, we got a new article right here that we're going to be diving into when it comes to Warner Brothers and what is happening with, uh, you know, certain things when it comes to budgets specifically and. Just talking about, uh, you know, how Warner B- Okay, so obviously when it comes to Zazzy Pants, Mr. David Zaslav, none of us have agreed with everything that he's done when it comes to the company. And, you know, some of this stuff, like when it comes to... Warner Brothers and how badly the old regime fucked things up and even regimes before that fucked things up. And, you know, the whole at thing thought that was going to be good. It just seemed like any time that somebody new came along, it's like, are you going to make it better? Are you going to make it better? And then, of course, we had high hopes for, of course, Zazzy Pants, but then, you know, decisions here and there. Didn't sound right, but then certain decisions did sound, okay, that's a good one, that's a good one. And then it it was kind of going like, all right, is he just trying to, is he flipping Warner Brothers? Maybe that's what he's doing. Is Zaslav flipping Warner Brothers? It's like, all right, let's try to do some things and get some people in here and get some things started, like DC Studios, get the you know HBO Max, turn it to Max, do all this and try to make Try to make this thing a little shiny so then we can actually do something here. And that might be what he's doing. Is it going to work? Who knows? Time will tell. But this is the article right here. Warner Brothers spends big. Joker 2 budget hits 200 million. Lady Gaga's $12 million payday. What the fuck? Courting Tom Cruise's new deal and more. Lady Gaga, $12 million. Holy shit. And then, yes, what well, was the first Joker movie was like 80 million, 60 million. I think it was 60 million. Remember, Toby Emmerich was like, oh, we don't want this movie to exist. So we're going to give you a small budget. And Todd Phillips said, fuck you. I'm going to use every little bit of that budget and make a movie that's going to blow the box office roof off the head and then of course Walking Phoenix and all this stuff is going to get nominated for Academy Awards and yes fuck you Toby Emmerich that's pretty much what Todd Phillips did but damn did he get a 200 million dollar budget for this one Jesus Christ in January Warner Brothers Motion Picture Group chiefs Michael DeLuca and Pam Abdi jetted to London to connect with the new crown jewel of the studio, Tom Cruise. The three met to identify a film that would kick off their non-exclusive strategic partnership. Sources say a raft of possibilities were discussed, including... An Edge of Tomorrow follow-up and a Quint- and Quentin Tarantino's The Movie Critic, which currently isn't set up with a distributio- distributor and has Warner Brothers, like every major studio, salivating. So they might be getting Quentin Tarantino's last movie as well. That would be another big-ass W for Warner Brothers. At 61, Cruise remains the king of studio tentpoles, a roost solidified by, of course, Top Gun Maverick, which took in $1.5 billion. But Cruise wants more than action stardom. He'd like to return to working with auteurs like Paul Thomas Anderson. In fact, he hasn't earned an Oscar nomination for acting since he appeared in Anderson's 1999 drama Magnolia earlier's career he talked about all that and blah 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 in tarantino Cruz could find a rare art who marries box office performance and awards season heat however securing the project won't come cheap the biggest roadblock for deluca and abdi to potentially uh, is potentially sony sources say sony pictures chairman and ceo tom rothman has the edge having distributed tarantino's once upon a time in hollywood still Cruz tarantino alliance at warner's would align with the deluca abdi modus uh uh, whatever that that term is Lore a-list directors who who can attract a bona fide stars some bona fide stars and spend wildly since taking over the studio in july of 2022 deluca and abdi have struck some pricey deals there's Anderson's next movie, which is featuring, of course, Leonardo DiCaprio. And then, of course, we've got Ryan Coogler and Michael B. Jordan's vampire film that, of course, they're going to be, uh, you know, doing all that. And, uh, you know, there's more right here, too. But then we got a quote right here. This is the big one right here. This is what we're talking about when it comes to Warner Brothers and preparing for a sale. Here's the quote. The strategy at Warner Brothers right now is... And the reason they made some of these big star deals is they're basically playing with other people's money. This is an insider. They're shopping for Quentin or Cruz with the notion they can use it as a shiny object that is going to be an additive when Zaslov sells the company. There it is. There it is. Zazzy Pants trying to flip this. Oh yeah. He's he's redoing the kitchen. He's redoing the bathrooms. He's adding some he's adding some like tile flooring. He's ripping out the carpet. He's 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 tearing down that wall right there. He's putting in a bar, he's putting in a pool, he's trying to make this thing look fancy, so then somebody else will kind of buy it up or merge, I guess you could say. That's what he's doing. Don't blame him. And to be honest, if he were, if they were to get Tarantino, wow, that would be good. That would be another just great win for Warner Brothers Discovery. Now, how does this affect some of the other stuff like DC Studios and Max? Well, when it comes to DC Studios, I don't think this, I don't think it affects it at really at all because That's also part of the making it shiny, making it look better, making it look like it's something that somebody would want to buy, because you actually have a DC Studios now, you have an actual plan, you have James Gunn, who's known, and even though maybe he's not fully liked in the business, who knows, maybe he is now, but maybe at one point he wasn't, he's now creating something that is actually maybe can be profitable, so I don't think they would want to fuck with that. So if anybody would come in like Universal or somebody like that, why would they want to destroy that that's already being prepared and already being out there and there's a social media hype to it and whatever the hell. So sorry for the people who think that if it does get sold, that they would just destroy everything that James Gunn is doing. I don't think that they would actually do that. It would be kind of a bad business decision in my opinion, but then again, who knows? Who knows? Maybe they don't like it. If like Universal or somebody else would come in, hey, even if Disney were to do it, but then again, Disney might like James Gunn, can you imagine if Disney came in and started like, you know, taking some of this stuff? Wouldn't put it past them. But yeah, they start doing that, I mean, God knows. Who knows? But that's part, I think DC Studios is gonna be fine and whatever happens just happens because it's like, again, They're just like going, all right, well, obviously when it comes to DC properties, maybe they just want to keep that where it is because that's going to be the profitable stuff. Sure. And then when it comes to Max, now Max is a different story because Max might turn into something. I don't know. Um, I might talk, I'm probably going to talk about more of this when it comes to, uh, comes to the members only stream because of things that I might've heard. But Max has... The thing that Max has going for it is that Turner Classic and that just the library that it has. I love Max when it comes to all the streaming services. If I had to choose one, I would choose Max as my streaming service. But the fact of the matter is, who's the big cheese? It's always going to be Netflix. Netflix is still the big cheese. So, what if, well, I mean, what if like maybe like something they get a deal with Netflix where Netflix gets their greedy little hands on that Max? Turner Classic library and they just put it in there, that could be something too. So just basically the sales and whatever. And, you know, when it comes to players out there that are like looking to just get Warner Brothers, I mean, you know what? I mean, this is where I'm going like, all right, Zazzy Pants kind of did something good right here because he is, they're trying to get all this talent and still spending a bunch of money, of course, to just try to make they're flip, he's flipping the house, make the house look better than it was when he got it. I guess that's what he came on for. I don't, I don't, he was, his days are limited. It's not going to be, he's not going to be there forever, so why not just try to flip it? That's what it sounds like he's doing. But who knows? But Jesus Christ, $12 million, $12 million for Lady Gaga, $200 million joke. I'm just wondering, is the Joker going to, is it going to still have that buzz? I mean, it might, I mean they might but yeah 200 million dollars for joker 2 holy shit and you better believe that Joaquin I think Joaquin got probably 20 million dollars he probably got 20 million dollars for his role I don't know if if it like i said whatever it could pay off the movie could all be a, a great follow up and it could make a billion dollars again or come close and get nominated for all kinds of awards Could it's just so crazy to think like what sixty million for the first two hundred million for the second, man, I mean hopefully Todd Phillips can really do some a lot of shit when it comes to that, but man that just seems like a hefty hefty price tag for all that, but yeah if they if if they get Quentin Tarantino's last movie, that's that's gonna be insane it's gonna be insane, and we've already heard that Quentin Tarantino wants Tom Cruise in that movie Jesus Christ and then you do a follow up movie with like Edge of Tomorrow Two. yeah. Might be some W's that are coming in there. And then, of course, that people are like licking the chops, licking the chops. They're licking their chops of like, okay, if we want to buy this thing or merge with this thing, it's going to look good. Because, like I said, they're they're polishing up the shiny object, maybe. I don't know. It's all crazy. It's all business and everything. Disney needs to fix ESPN. Yeah. Ah, Bernie bernie sanders hell what the hell (laughs) ben oh hey what's going on ben and droga good to see you and why would quentin want to make his last movie with the studio that is axing yeah true but yeah there could be that too that's that's a good question but he might look at it differently too i don't know what's going on strong arm plus look what happens at disney two different ceo different effect marvel yeah uh, Drogo, yeah. Just looking at what you guys are saying. Disney should buy DC. Eh, yeah. I mean, that I wouldn't put it past him. Wouldn't put it past him, and that could possibly happen. You never know. You never know. Anyways, let's stop talking about all that. Let's talk about Joe Meganello. I always do. I say his name right? I think that's his name, right? But Joe Meganello, and of course. We got Joe Manganiello and uh, Deathstroke, and we were always kind of wondering, is he going to be returning his Deathstroke? Because we know that he's friends with James Gunn. I think they play Dungeons and Dragons together or something like that. Yeah. Or what is it? They play something together, right? I I guess they've had each other. They're good friends. Essentially. So it was always kind of like up in the air, like what's going to happen when it comes to that. And then, well, is there anything that's going to happen with his death stroke movie script, which we've heard about, but he did say something interesting when he interviewed with Chris Killian and this got people excited, got people excited here. I forgot to pull up the video. I forgot there was actual video of this. Let me pull up the video. So we're not just reading quotes. Ah, hold up. Hey. All right, we'll pull up this video right here. Well, no, there's a better video, isn't there? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Did I, did I retweet it? I don't know. There it is. There's the better video right here. All right, so here's the video right Here's the interview right here. Can I hold out hope at all that we might get to see you as Deathstroke in James Gunn's DC Universe? Hmm. James is my buddy, and uh, James and I had a had a conversation about it because um, Jim Lee over at DC Comics wanted me to create a graphic novel series based on the screenplay that I wrote for the Deathstroke origin film that then was part of, when they were dismantling the DCEU, that that went to the wayside as well. But um, Jim read it and, and wanted it to be a graphic novel series. Um, but... Um, No one, no one could assure me that if it garnered the attention of directors, producers, that I could definitely be attached. So, uh, I had to let it go. James Gunn was like, let it go. Just let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Why? I don't want to let it go. I want to see that shit. No, but, uh. I think we all kind of realized that, yeah, is not coming back, which makes sense. Perfectly fine. I've already accepted that. I didn't think like he would actually come back. Maybe there was a little bit of hope. Sure. And then, of course, we saw those images of Meganello and Jim Lee together when it came to, you know, they were eating steaks together, and then it was like, oh, 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 okay. So he talks about a graphic novel based on a script that maybe Jim Lee wanted to do, and they just met with each other. Oh, my God, it's happening. It's happening. We're getting some Snyderverse books. We're getting some Snyderverse books. Sadly, we gotta, we got to gotta pump the brakes on that one. As exciting as that sounds, and I, I want to talk a little bit more about it, but as, as exciting... As that sounds, we actually have Joe Manganiello who went to Twitter and kind of clarified things when it came to um, when it came to that. So let me find that tweet right here. There it is. So here's his follow-up tweet because he responded to the the very video right there. But here's here's what he had to say. Cliff notes: Jim and James are my close friends and respected legends in their industries and have always been supportive of me. Uh, he put. Th- <laughs> I love how he put three twice. Um, that character was a part of another universe in a movie that was never made. That all happened years ago. We've all moved on. Time to cancel Joe, guys. He's part of the move on crew or whatever the hell that I've been accused of being when it comes to Snyder Phantom. He said, move on. So, we, you know, you better cast them out. He said it he said that's two words that you don't like to say move on so that was like the cliff notes and that's good i'm glad that he actually did that i'm glad that he did a follow-up because obviously it's making a lot of noise right now but at the same time the reason why it's making a lot of noise is like jim lee dc comics you're leaving some money on the table here how many times do we have to say it it's like take what if we're not going to get the snyderverse continued Restored in live action, put it in a fucking book. Put it in a book series. you you have Batman 89, Superman 78, put the Snyderverse. You could even have Snyderverse, like in cool somebody, you could design some really cool letters and just have these stories. You can have the Batflick movie, you can have Zack Snyder's Justice League 2 and 3. And any kind of spin-offs that might have been in the works, the cyborg movie, the, a different flash movie. I don't know. You could just have it all in book form. And I think you can make a pretty good killing on that. I think there's there's money left on the table because, again, the reason why that people are talking about this and how I Joe had to like clarify stuff because it's making the rounds. It's making the rounds. All the posts, the posts that I posted on um, Twitter, on Instagram, people are commenting about it. People are commenting about it. And it's like, and a lot of people in the Snyder Phantom and just in general would just be like, okay, yeah, if we're not gonna get the future movies, I would accept it in a book in a comic book, in a graphic novel. So hopefully they just like realize, hopefully they just realize and I hope, you know, and we can get these books, man. I'm just saying, I mean, there seems like they're just leaving money on the table. They just do a lot with this. And I think eventually they will. I think eventually, well, I think it's going to happen sometime, you know, maybe not anytime soon, but I hope it's happening sometime. And we already know Zach, Zach did pitch at one point to finish, in and they turned it down. But that again, that was like that was a, that was like a few years ago. It's a different time now. I don't know. It just seems like there's something that could be there, something that could be there, and they definitely should do it. Snyderverse books would be great. But yeah, poor. I mean, it's fine. I mean. You know I know Joe wanted to do that I remember I interviewed Joe on uh, one of the uh, what youma call and um, the justice cons and uh, you know he gave some uh, information about that he even talked a little bit about, Bat- about Ben Affleck's Batman script where he was a part of that too and it's just like yeah if you, if you guys go back and find that justice Con, he you know he talked a little bit about that you know but uh, yeah it just it's too bad it's too bad it's too bad. Oops, not that. Seeing what you guys are talking about. Because everyone's freaking out and everybody wants to make it to be something that it's not. Everybody acts like anyone who had anything to do with Zach is still hung up on this. Yeah, no. I mean, that's the thing. Not even Zach's hung up on this. It's just like he's already doing... Everybody's doing other things and everything like that. <sighs> I hope Doom replaces Kang. Yeah, we'll get to that right now. Easy money companies are missing out. Yeah, I know. I, I, I have a feeling, though, it's coming. I just have a feeling that they're gonna be like, all right, let's make let's let's make those books. Incoming cinema. That's right, guys. Dune Part Two. This this just shows you right here. They didn't release the reviews and the embargo lift when it came to the reviews of Dune Part Two didn't happen the week of the movie. I mean, it's coming out next week. Cannot wait. Gonna watch it on the biggest screen possible. They knew, they knew that uh, everybody's just going to be raving about this movie. And apparently pre-sales are doing pretty well when it comes to Dune. So I'm hoping that since we get in Dune part two and I can't wait this weekend, I'm going to watch Dune again, I haven't watched it in a bit. So I'm going to rewatch it this weekend and prepare for next week. Cannot wait. Very excited. But um, yeah, when it comes to uh, the pre-sales, it's looking pretty, looking pretty good. And hopefully I hope this is a, I hope it ends up being like a bigger Box office room, I and obviously when it came to the first Dune Part One, that was during the pandemic and stuff like that. But let's go over some of the reviews on, of course, the Devil Fruit site. Certified fresh already, ninety-seven percent, hundred thirteen reviews. Can't complain about that. So at least there's all that. And look at all these. Look at look at all those fresh tomatoes. You know, I mean, after reading the reviews from Adam Webb, wow, this is going to be refreshing, juicy tomatoes right here. All right, let's see. Let's just read a few of them right here. Blockbuster and IP filmmaking at its finest. Dune Part 2 rocks a script that doesn't shy away from character complexities and does a shockingly solid job of reacquainting viewers with the Dune chessboard while adding more pieces to it. Heavy with spectacle and theme as it is, Part 2 is often surprisingly nimble. As a filmmaker, Vlunyeuve has long had trouble balancing plot with picture, but here he almost gets the uh, calibration exactly right. voulin great talent lies, I think, in invocation. He may be less perfect when he comes to conclusions, but he's brilliant at summoning a sense of doom, a suddenly-appeared uh, suddenly spacecraft, a sandworm. A spectacular feat of science fiction filmmaking, marrying immersive world building with engrossing storytelling. Let's see, we'll Let get some more here. A blockbuster movie, as blockbuster movies go, *Dune* Part Two is a thrilling ride that totally earns its two and a half hour running time. The filmmakers add much needed heft and their display of virtuoso filmmaking by adding serious, real life themes. Though visually a knockout, Deneuve News' second installment repeatedly sheds momentum, something no 166-minute epic can afford to lose. Oh, I can't wait. can't wait. I got a little tingle in my jingle reading some of those right there. But yeah, it just seems like there are people out there, especially when I saw internet reactions that people were basically saying that, yes, it's better than the first one, which it's supposed to be. I mean, obviously you want the sequel to be better than the first one. Uh, if you've read the book and you know that it's like half the book, the you know, it's setting up, it was setting up the first one. So yeah, it, it drags a little bit. It's a little slow, even though there was one scene in the first Dune that, Got removed that I read. I remember reading in the book and I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see this scene live action. And they didn't have the scene in there. But, you know, that's that's what's going to happen. But the next one was always going to be about war. It's just going to be about the, you know, it's going to be about a lot of war that's going to be happening. So I can't wait. There you go. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be so good. So freaking good. But guess what's not good? King Dynasty. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, like I said, the retooling. That's right. We're getting the MCU retooled, which it's been retooling for how long now? But uh, I would say the biggest thing that was being thrown around today was the fact that yes, and we already knew this and it's it's no surprise that Kang is not a uh, King Dynasty. It's not going to be the King Dynasty anymore. We could just rule Kang out obviously with the things that happened with Jonathan Majors has been done. And you know what? He had his time. He was the baddie in Ant-Man in the Quantum Mania, which a lot of people didn't like. I didn't really like it. Loki, he was great. And to be honest, I was like, okay, that served the purpose in Loki. Do we need more of that? No, we don't. I don't think we do. Even though they showed all the Kings, you know, at the end of Ant-Man, who cares? Who gives a shit? We don't need that anymore. We just don't need that. We don't need that. But yeah, here's a new article from uh, The Hollywood Reporter. How Marvel is quietly retooling amid superhero fatigue. There's that term right there. The studio's golden box office era has been dented, but chief architect Kevin Feige isn't scrapping his years long cinematic universe plan. Just refining it. They're not going to give up, says an insider. Just over a year ago, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania had, was set to take Marvel Studios to the next level. A new villain was going to be introduced, setting the stage for several years worth of storytelling. And the movie itself was a giant sizing of a franchise that was previously modest in scope. And then, of course, there's all the PR nightmares and all this stuff. You know, I'm not going to go over everything. But the Disney division is the midst of a pretty darn good February, all things considered, despite the general gloom and surrounds the uh, superhero genre. You know, talking about, of course, what's going to save it? Well, you know, obviously Deadpool and Wolverine that is expected to do some good numbers, you know, especially after what happened with the Marvels. My God. Okay. And then, of course, next came, you know, talking about Fantastic Four and how they're doing all that and the way that they're doing. Yeah, they really Fantastic Four definitely needs to be a win for them as well. And hopefully it is the fact that it's going to be in the 60s and people are excited about it. And then, of course, they talk about X-Men 97, which a lot of people are excited about, too. Uh, you know um, they do talk about Agatha Dark Hole Diaries which I still don't even know like does that even still need to be a thing I don't know there's a lot of reshoots that happen with that and then they said right here the studio also quietly hired Eric Pearson to polish the script for Fantastic Four which will start shooting of course in London in the summer and guess what yeah Mr. Pearson worked on Thor Ragnarok and Black Widow <laughs> oh sweet all right that's perfectly fine and then uh, no, it's not but uh you know and then of course they're quietly searching for characters that are going to stand out like robert danny jr and chris evans marvel also hired joanna k Kahlo, the showrunner of the acclaimed uh, series the bear which i still haven't watched yet. I here it's good to work on the script for thunderbolt so there's st- you know so they're still even trying to work out the kinks when it comes to that so hopefully that's gonna be again. I don't think that's gonna make its date either. These both Fantastic Four and Thunderbolts. I don't think are gonna make their 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 release dates that they have right now. Uh, also, uh, Marvel is also cleaning up the creative mess left in the wake of Jonathan Majors, the once rising. Actor cast as to play the villain, of course. Uh, Avengers: Endgame you know, was found guilty. Blah 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 blah. Hours after that, the first of the new Avengers movies due in 2026 was initially titled Avengers: The Kang Dynasty, but will be getting a new title to remove the character's name. Though sources say that even before Major's conviction, the studio was making moves to minimize the character after Quantum Media underperformed. Eww. Just a mess, just a big, huge mess. And then of course it talks about a lot of the other stuff, the TV side, and they're really just, you know, being awakened by like, hey, why are we putting so much money in all this kind of stuff? Some of our studios lost a little focus. Of course, Bob Iger said, I'm talking about releasing less stuff as the Hollywood Strikes ended in November the studio delayed Captain America yeah they had all that but where where is it oh yeah they're still talking about things right here Dual Riders blah 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 I'm not even seeing where the Blade stuff is it's it's somewhere in there but they said that Blade might be delayed again to 2025 again it, it was announced in 2019 this would be six years later it's like Jesus Christ it's just Blade is never coming out I'm surprised that Mahershala Ali is still part of it. I, I, I remember there was like rumors, like some scoopers or whatever were saying that he's he's walking, he's not gonna be a part of anyone. But it's just crazy that still, they just can't seem to get that movie out there. I, I, I would be more excited. I was more excited for a new Blade movie than Kang Dynasty, to be honest. <sighs> it's just such a mess. But yeah, there you go. That's what's happening on the Marvel side of things, right there. Just all a mess. They're trying to keep it, trying to keep that status up. Less is more, I guess. Yep, oh, that's not the right one. But yeah, King. I mean, you know, King was fine. It was fine that he, you know, he was a he was a fine character for a little bit. But I, you know, for being the next big baddie, it just wasn't going to happen. Wasn't going to happen. And this Lisa Jackson, thank you so much for the twenty dollars super chat. You are awesome. Dave, it looked... It took the Flash 10 years. You're right. You're right. Oh, you just retracted your, your thing. Yeah, I know. It did take forever, too. That's a thing. I know. It did take forever. It did take forever that, uh, you know, for the Flash script as well. So hopefully... Hopefully, the fact that it's taking uh, taking a little bit, they have they're gonna have like a really perfect script. If that, I think that if that's what you were trying to say right there, is the fact that it's like okay, if it's taking this long, they're making sure that they have the most perfect script. It's just like, it's just like getting to the point of like, geez, man, can it happen already? Yeah, of course they have Daredevil coming out too. So, all right, let's get some uh, Twitter questions right here. Thank you guys, of course, for spending some time. We'll, of course, do a members-only stream after this. So if you want to become part of the family, be part of the family and, you know, talk a little bit more about some of this stuff. We'll do this in a little bit. All right, here we go. Brad, Mr. Brad Caron. Oh, let's see. What was your your first uh, thing right here? What are your thoughts on the new rumor that emerged the other day that WB might be considering an IMAX run for Zack Snyder Justice League releasing, well I already talked about that but yeah, hopefully it's the case, it'll be very limited though, there's no way that they would do like multiple, they would probably just be in LA and uh, New York also, I have to say, I'm getting getting a little concerned, it's getting a little concerning that no one from the Batman 2 script, yet two years after the first movie came out, especially with the- I know, I'm worried about that too because I yeah, even know uh, what's his name said that he hasn't still hasn't read a script. So Eric, uh, you know, I say I'm not, you know, I'd say I'm not a rich CEO with lots of experience like Zazlop. But seriously, with WBD so deep in financial problems, wouldn't have been smarter to wait on the big, expensive rebooted universe and focus on the fun world stuff. Batman. Yeah, that would have been I think that would have been smarter, too, to be honest, if they would have just like ended ended the DCEU stuff, but put into motion Batman Beyond and a Constantine 2, that probably would have been, but they're not thinking like that. They just wanted the new universe and get that going as soon as possible. It's always like time, time, time. I mean, give folks cool stuff fans are calling for. Make make money from that. And then with enough time has passed, fan anger over the reboot. Yeah. You know what? I agree with you. Yeah, they should have done something like that. Yeah, they should have brought Keaton back for Batman Beyond. You know, even though I liked him in The Flash and liked the story that they had in there, it would have been probably smarter to do Batman Beyond instead. Devon Wooter, Dave, do you think Stephen Amell have a beef with uh, James Gunn? And do you, well, he he might just, I don't know, maybe he does. Do you think James Gunn he's got will set up each characters and set up a Justice League movie? With the uh, rosters he got p- to pick, and do you think James Gunn will give Shazam and Aquaman a chance? And eh, we'll see. I think yeah, he's gonna probably set things up for a Justice League movie eventually, but I don't think that's I don't think that's gonna be on the table right away. Ryan, happy Wednesday, Dave. Happy Wednesday, Ryan. Two recommendations for you: True Detective season four on Max. That's right. Uh, I still have to watch the previous true to texas i didn't really like the colin farrell vin swan one i love the first one though with woody and uh and uh what's his name um totally blanking uh and uh mcconaughey of course and blackbird on apple plus i've heard blackbird is good which is probably one of the uh, taron edgerton's best performances yeah, I'll have to check those out. Mr. Nobody. Hey, Dave, don't think WBD is going to sell because every time Warner Brothers was sold, the cost kept decreasing. I think Zazov will try to increase the value of the DCIP, hopefully with the help of Gunn. And only after that, he would sell it. But the question is, who would have, who could afford it? Yeah, yeah but you also got to think Merge. There's also Merge darkness on the wind dave question number one would zaslav get removed from ceo position uh, of warner brothers if it does get sold yeah i would think so question number two say safe to say that the snyderverse continuing in comics we get the flashpoint story zach originally intended yes that's what i'm talking about right there do some stuff like that but pretty sweet uh, Niven. You wake up and have Elon Musk and Saudi Prince kind of money and can buy WB yourself. What's your first order of business? Um, well, first order of business is basically try to very much sway Quentin Tarantino to make his last movie, to make his last movie with Warner brothers, give him all the bells and whistles and everything like that. Yeah. If I had all that money and I bought that, that would be the first thing I would do. First thing I would do. Okay. I would be like trying to get Quentin Tarantino, try to get Christopher Nolan back. Maybe that too. Yeah. You know, I know like, you know, a lot of people, of course, in the fandom would immediately be like, get rid of James Gunn, bring back Zach. I'm like, no, nope. leave Zach where he is. James Gunn's already well into almost creating this thing. Let's see where that goes. And Zach is creating his own universe. So yeah, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> You know, sorry, I guess uh, you're going to be called part of the move on crew again. No, I I would not do that. Uh, But maybe what I would, I would definitely, you know, also try to convince Jim Lee to create those books. And then if those books do well, guess what? We can make animated features. Okay. And then, hey, maybe one of those animated features would be a goddamn Batman Beyond movie. Maybe that'll happen. I don't know. All right, guys, that's about it appreciate you guys spending some time with me. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, share, like, do all that. Uh, members, I'll see you guys in a little bit. We'll talk a little bit more about the stuff. So look for it on your members-only feed. And uh, everybody else, follow me on all the sock meds and all that stuff, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. We're doing DC Fanimated, World's Finest Part Two. So tune into that if you want to do that. Other than that, I'll see you guys on uh, Friday for, of course, the vodka stream, and we'll get a group in here, maybe a guest. We'll see what happens. But anyways, guys, love you. Members see you in a little bit. Everybody else, talk to you later.